welcome to the Live Well for Longer podcast, the podcast for people who want to learn the art and science of healthy aging and longevity. Join me, Sarah Little, a wellbeing science specialist and positive psychology practitioner, as I share the psychology and behaviors associated with longevity and quality of life. Let's begin. This year, I have been giving our home a little makeover. Well, we've been here for about six years in our little cottage in Braywood, and I have literally done next to nothing for this little cottage. And I decided this year I would put some love and effort into doing it up, not only so it looks aesthetically pleasing, but so that I can optimize my happiness in my built environment. Hello, I am your host, Sarah Little. I am totally infatuated with the science of well-being, in particular how our personality and behaviors, as well as definitely our environment, shapes our well-being. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about exactly that. We are going to discuss how your environment either support or hinders your health and happiness. Now, it's one of those things I think we kind of forget about because we're so entrenched in our environment. But our environment plays an indelible role on our happiness. Now, I'm talking about the built environment in this episode. So we are discussing your home, like your immediate environment, your home, your office, your office space, your car. We're not necessarily talking about the community that you're in, like the activities that you might do or the places you might go occasionally. We are specifically talking about your home and your home environment. So. My word of the year is beauty, and my intention is to create more beauty in my life. I decided at the start of the year that one of my big goals for the year was to have more beautiful experiences at home, with my family, with friends and loved ones, and that involved a complete haul of my environment, because I realized that my environment is not set up to have those beautiful experiences. So I started to learn interior design and I just became so fascinated with this area. And then I started to scout the academic databases to learn about what systematic reviews have been conducted on this. And I was surprised because I thought that there would be... Not, I don't know what I was thinking. I did think that there would be not that many articles on this, but I did think that there would be some. But I was surprised that there wasn't that many articles on how our environment shapes our happiness and our aging process. There was a recent systematic review conducted, which a systematic review basically just compiles all the literature on a certain topic around a certain question. And this systematic review was interested in basically technology and how technology in the home can enhance 
um, or affect our aging process for the better or possibly the worse. And that wasn't what I was after. I love technology. It's so useful. But honestly, I am more of a traditional person. I take more a traditional approach to our health and well-being. And I am a big believer that you don't have to have millions like Brian Johnson to, to have a long and healthy life. In fact, I am a big believer that we should bring be bringing healthy aging to the masses healthy aging to third world countries, healthy aging to people who are not in privileged positions. And so this is one of the things that doesn't involve a lot of money. It doesn't involve a lot of time, but it does involve intention. And when I decided to make over our house, (laughs) I didn't realize I was setting myself up for a huge challenge because I started to learn interior design I started to research about how our environment affects our well-being, and I started to discover that it's very, very, very expensive, my darlings. It's so expensive that it's almost impossible at times to make over your house in a way that is, you know, on a budget, in a cheap manner, basically. But I was determined, and I still am, to do this with our home. Because I am a firm believer that luxury lives in your bank account, not in your experiences, not in your possessions. So luxury to me means money in the bank and also experiences, a well-lived life. It's not necessarily about having the most stylish home, but it does involve money to change our environment, to upgrade our home, to make it more conducive with our health and our happiness. I actually was going to throw in the towel and I was going to not have this as a goal this year because I soon discovered how much of a big job this actually is to overhaul your entire home. Seriously, it it was huge. But I'm going to give you the tips I am working through to do that in my own home. As well, we're going to discuss the things that you can do in your environment, in your home, to help you to become a happier, more joyful, more loving, more beautiful person. Okay, so let's start with the home. Let's start with the bedroom. This is one of the most important, important rooms for your health and your happiness. It's important because it's the place that you retreat to, you retire and sleep to. It's the place that you make love. It's the place that you rejoice in the comfort and the luxury of rest. And so it's a very important room for many different reasons. Now, one of the things that we know in the literature is going to does make a big impact on your well-being is your sleep your sleep is one of the most imperative key things that you can do to live well for longer so creating a bedroom that is conducive to sleeping well should be at the top of your list now you can have blackout curtains, which will help to keep the sun out, and now that will help you to have a more restful, more deep, deeper sleep. You can definitely add blackout curtains. I've also found in my research for low-cost, budget-friendly things that you can do. You can also get 
it's like a wallpaper, like a film, and you put the film over your window and that creates like a blackout on your window. Now, you can also just layer your curtains on. So if you have lots of curtains or lots of material around the house, you can layer that on. That's another alternative. But having blackout curtains is one of those essential things to your house. Now, the noise in your sleep environment is also another huge factor. I used to have my bedroom at the, at the like front of our house and our neighbor, he is a truck man and he starts his truck every morning like at 4am or 5am and leaves it running. That noise was affecting me so deeply that I was not able to get back to sleep and it was just ridiculous. I did try white noise. It didn't work. So I actually moved to the back bedroom in our house because we have three rooms. But I still hear noise. This time it's not so bad. We have a possum. I hear noises on the street. So I actually put on white noise. I actually choose pink noise. You can find this uh, playlist on Spotify. I don't know whose playlist it is. It's called pink noise. But that just helps to drown out any background noise. Again, helping you to have a deeper sleep. Now, pillows and bedding is one of the things I never thought would be so impactful. But a few years ago, actually many years ago, I read the Barefoot and the Barefoot Investor, and in it he was talking about this pillow called Dulux or Duplux or I don't know Duplo, something like that. Anyway. He was talking about this pillow and he was saying how, you know, it changed his life. And so I started to look into these things back then. And I can assure you that after many years of having this pillow, that your pillows and your bedding are essential to your sleep. Now, the last thing I will say is that you should have a no screen policy in your bedroom. This will help you to sleep better. You really don't want to send that uh, the messenger from your phone to your eyes to your brain to let you to let your brain know that it's time to be awake and time to be active by having that light in your eyes. And this is one of the things that I will say in the evening time is you really want to dim the lights in your home to let your brain know this is what's happening. Okay. And so no screen bedroom policy. If you have to set your alarm, if you have to go on your phone, please do so before you go to your bedroom. That will help you to have a better sleep and be a happy person, a happier mom, a happier businesswoman, a happier person generally. So yes. The next room is the kitchen. Now, a lot of us use, uh, a lot of people use equipment that's, you know, electronic. And I was saying earlier about these smart devices and things like that. I am totally old school here. And in fact, using things that are handheld or using things that, you know, enable you to really push and move your muscle and your bodies is essential. So instead of having an electric beater in the kitchen, you can have like a normal little beater stick that you beat, that you whip things with. This, all these little things we act like they don't make a difference, but they do. It's the little things that add up to your health and your happiness. Now, having a slow cooker is wonderful as well. It's one of those things. Uh, these are these are purely personal. This is purely personal, me saying to you, oh, these are the things that I like. 
having a slow cooker is one of the things. If you're having a busy day, you can pop something on and you know you're going to have a healthy and nutritious meal at the end of the day instead of ordering Uber Eats. And lastly, your kitchen is should be set up for your health, for your happiness. If you have a kitchen, it's stacked with goodies like chocolates and candies and things like that. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to, to obviously eat them. You're going to obviously look at them and you're going to see yourself as a person who eats these kind of things. You're not going to see yourself as a person who's happy and healthy and aging well. But if you store healthy snacks in obvious places, you're going to start shifting your self-image. You're going to start eating healthier and you're going to start making better choices overall and having better health overall. So the kitchen is one of those nuanced things that you should set up so it's conducive with healthy living. Have your blender out if you want to have smoothies. Have your fruit in a place that you can easily get to them. Make it harder for you to get to the things that you shouldn't have or impossible. Don't bring them home. Now, your living space is the space that we often like retreat to with our families, with our friends. And it's really an important space, whether you're watching movies, playing board games, or just having conversation. It's really important in your living space to surround yourself with things that you love or that motivate you. So having art on the wall that just maybe sings to your soul or having art on the wall that is a motivational quote or deeply meaningful. One of the best things you can put on your wall is to feature art from your real life. So maybe it was a trip you went on to Mexico and you take and you're taking some photos. Put those on your wall, have them printed. I love art. I'm a very creative person by heart. And I've been thinking lately of just getting old newspaper and just painting quotes on it and just putting it on my wall. I just love that. I just love that idea. And then replacing it when I find a better quote or one that is more aligned with where I'm at right now. So your living space is really important. One of the things we also know about the blue zones is that they sit on the floor a lot. A lot of the blue zones do use um, the floor. And so what this does is that it helps to build up your, particularly your abdominal muscles and you're moving. So you're getting up and off the ground. Again, it's like the kitchen. It's using the handheld devices. These little things make a big difference to your overall health and well-being. So you can also think about having some cushions on the ground in your living room instead of having a sofa or in conjunction with a sofa. Next up, I'm, I'm wanting to move away from just general rooms and move toward things generally that will help you to create an environment that is conducive to your health and happiness. And that is sporting and sporting equipment. So I just want to briefly talk about this. It's really important to store things where you can easily remember, see them, use them, and to keep them in good order. This is something that we've definitely gotten away from. We used to like keep our bikes really working well and we haven't lately, but you know, we, um, one of the things that we used to do is play tennis and we because we stored our tennis rackets away, we haven't been using them as much. But when you put them in places where you're going to see them, you're reminded. Again, it's coming back to, I am a person who plays a sport. I am a person who rides a bike. And you're reminded that, yes, I am that person and I will do that activity. So keeping your sporting equipment where you can use it. And setting up your home so it's really economically um, 
not economically, it's really organized in a sustainable manner. So grouping items together, keeping your sporting equipment together, keeping your um, cups and things together. So it's all easy and effortless for you to go to to use. One of the things we know through the scientific literature is plants have a huge impact on your happiness levels. So bringing more plants and more greenery into your home, particularly if you live in a city space. I'm fortunate that we've got a huge garden. We're surrounded by gorgeous, gorgeous um, greenery all around us. But I remember when I was living in Glebe in Sydney and my apartment was so, so tiny, but I would always have plants and bring in fresh flowers and these things make a huge impact. So if you can bring in more plants to your environment, they're good because they cleanse the air. They're good because they improve your happiness and your health. Um, and then the next thing that we know through the scientific literature is that natural lighting is a key, key factor to health, happiness, and the choices that we make in life. So if you think about the countries uh, that live in darkness um, for long periods of time, you know that there uh, that a lot of people, well, hopefully, well, now you do, you know that there's a lot of people in those um, environments that really struggle with depression, depressive symptoms. Because the light that we are exposed to does create and change our happiness. If you think about winter versus summer, just go inwards and ask yourself how the seasons, like winter and summer, create a difference in your mood and your energy. And it's true. I know from my own life that in winter, I am more sluggish. I get a little bit more down. I don't want to do stuff. And that makes me have a it makes me have a ripple effect so moving on okay having a place to sit down for your meals is an absolute must we know that sitting down savoring our meals our coffee savoring with family and friends adds up this this hedonic uh, action is a big, big impact on our health. So make sure you always have a clear table where you can sit down, enjoy your breakfast slowly without the clutter around you, enjoy having a coffee. One of the things you can also do if you have the space is to create, uh, um, is to shake up your balcony area and make it into a space where you can have your morning coffee. So what I mean by this is you have a chair, a table outside, make sure it's you can it's visible if you can to the street so you can see people walking by. And to have your morning coffee where you can say good morning to your neighbors, to people walking by if you can, if you live in this type of house, then that plays a big impact, that initial social connection, that social connection of simply sitting on your balcony to do an ordinary activity that you normally do, like having a morning coffee or a herbal tea and saying good morning to people. That social connection is absolutely key to your longevity. So there's also things that I want to share, which you should think about, which is the color the mood of your space, 
It's the sound, the scent, the touch of fabrics. These also all should be considered, but they are really personal. The color of our environment really is an essential factor. Blue is very calming, while red and orange are very fiery and very uplifting. I experimented with this with my clothing once, and I experimented with how wearing different clothes, clothing colors affected my mood, and it definitely did have a big impact. So think about all these finer details. I love to put on music during the day, and I love to choose music that is really often uplifting, but a little bit mellow. It's a little bit jazzy, a little bit cafe vibe, French cafe vibe. And this makes a big impact to my well-being, to how I feel inside. I love surrounding myself with beautiful colors, but not with everything, just with certain things like having colorful pens, colorful notebooks and folders. And whenever I see these things, it just brings me great joy. So think of your home as a canvas. It's a canvas that you can do, hopefully, whatever you want. If you're renting, there's definitely ways around ways. You don't have to add any permanent fixtures to the wall, walls or to your space. You can definitely um, judge up your environment. And we've spoken about so many things uh, and make a big impact on your health without doing any uh, permanent fixtures in your living space. Now, I did say at the beginning of this episode, I have been working through my own environment. And what I've been doing is I have chosen one room a month to work on. So I chose initially um, my closet space to work on in the month of January. And then I, in the month of February, it's my bathroom space. In the month of March, it's children and office spaces. So I'm systematically going through each room one by one over the course of 12 months. And as a result, I'll hopefully have a huge changed house that'll be more conducive to happiness for me. So far, I've also been doing, because I felt motivated, we've just about finished painting our house a beautiful pink, a pale, it's called Piglet by Ju. What's the brand of paint? Uh, I forget. It's called Piglet. It's so cute and beautiful and earthy and warm and uplifting. I love it, love it, love it. And so we've been painting, we've been doing that. I've been buying some little luxuries for the bathroom because that's what I've been working on. And it's been making a huge impact, a huge difference on my health and happiness. I created a little bar, which is interesting. Um, because I know I've spoken about wine before and how it's neither good nor bad for your health. And I think a lot of people, you know, are on the fence with that one. I think it's something you've really got to tune into your body and see, does this work for me and how much and how often, because it's not something I think is a catch all for everyone, similar to diets. And I've also created a little movie snack bar, which I love. I have some healthy, uh, non-alcoholic cocktails for me some walnut chocolate coated walnuts with sprinkling of turmeric some haze chocolate and some little things for my son and these things are making huge impacts on our health it's just nice to have these things around to treat my home like it's a five-star hotel to give myself the very best in this space because it's the space that we spend the most time in 
So if you're interested in learning a little bit more about the built environment, about design and designing your home so it's healthy, well, I would definitely suggest check out the Decade of Healthy Aging website. There's some really great resources there. The World Health Organization, they always have fantastic resources and they do have some on the living space as well as the International Wellbuilding, which is Wellbuilding Institute. They are doing incredible things in this world. Do check them out as well. And hopefully they will all inspire you. I've been watching Masterclass and in particular, there's some masterclasses on home decor and interior design. And I've been learning a lot from those designers on there. And it's just a wonderful platform. So do check out those things and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please let me know by leaving a review and subscribe if you're not already subscribed. I hope you have a beautiful day and enjoy. As we conclude this Live Well for Longer podcast episode, we sincerely appreciate your presence on this journey. Your support fuels our mission So remember to subscribe and leave your thoughts. And if you'd like to download a positive aging manifesto with seven traits to age healthy and happy, then visit positiveaginginstitute.com slash manifesto. Until next time, live a connected and committed life.